0: What's up, everybody? Thank you for tuning in to the Tomatolito Show. And what a great fight we had this past Saturday night! Awesome showing by Ryan Garcia, and a great showing by Luke Campbell as well. I mean, yes, he got stopped. He got stopped, and this is the story of of the fight, the fact that he got stopped, and the fact that he had faced the who's who of this division, and he had not been able to be stopped. Now what an awesome fight, what an awesome, showing a lot of storylines to that that are coming out of this fight. Um, as when I did my preview show and I'm breaking down, I'm looking at the tail of the tape, I'm looking at what each fighter has accomplished to date going into this fight. I, I was definitely picking Luke Campbell to win this, his experience, his resume, um, I definitely thought that 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 work, the the workhorse that Luke Campbell is, was going to outshine Ryan Garcia um, as he gave him looks that Ryan Garcia had not experienced to date. Nonetheless, we saw otherwise, right? Ryan Garcia stops Luke Campbell in the seventh with a heavy, heavy body shot and in which Luke Campbell could not answer the call. He could not get back on his feet. And to his own admission, this is the hardest that he has been hit to date. Uh Lomachenko dropped him with a body shot. Luke Campbell got up. My interpretation, or at least in, in what I was seeing, was that because of the experience and because of the adversity that Luke Campbell had experienced to date, if Ryan Garcia dropped Luke Campbell, in my humble opinion, I saw Ryan Garcia dropping Luke Campbell, Luke Campbell getting up, and that's where I saw that the fight was going to get interesting. How is Ryan Garcia going to react when Luke Campbell gets up and starts coming back at him? Because for the last few fights, Ryan Garcia has been on a bit of a streak, a uh, five, five fight win streak, I believe, all by stoppages. So he's used to putting an end to these fighters. How, how was he going to react when Luke Campbell got up and came at him? When After hitting him with the shot that normally stops his opponents uh, to date. And business as usual for Ryan Garcia. He hit him, he stopped him with the body shot in which if you follow him on social media, he's making video after video after video and becoming notorious for these body shot, the uh, the the body shot and the body shot combos uh, type videos, in which he ends up. You see him against Francis Ngannou, UFC heavyweight, and you see him against uh, Logan Paul, and you see him against you name it, different fighters, in which he's just unleashing a, a combination to the body and ends up hurting hurting people. Uh, that body shot is no joke. It's not. It's not for show. It's real, and he stopped a really really good fighter. Something else that was really interesting to me is from the moment that the fight started, there was no feeling out process. Ryan Garcia took the fight to him, didn't let Luke Campbell set into his pace or his style of fight. He basically dictated the pace and Luke Campbell ended up becoming the counter puncher and becoming the fighter on the defensive and on the back foot. And Ryan Garcia just came forward just came out on a mission trying to hurt luke campbell and put him out early it didn't happen luke campbell stayed very composed he knew the role that he was taking stayed very composed and started countering um something else that caught my eye the 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 scorecards as far as the zone goes and the commentary the the commentary and they have a guest judge that was on there um very biased uh, in my opinion. Everything was pretty much one-sided. Everything was pretty much a landslide for Ryan Garcia. Um, Luke Campbell drops uh, Ryan Garcia in the second. Ryan Garcia, very fast hands, very very flat-footed on this fight, but very fast hands. Very twitchy uh, when it came to uh, switching switching uh, attacks from left to right very twitchy movement which kept kept uh, Campbell on on his toes it kept them bouncing on his toes and guessing as to which way to go and how to attack whether it was defense or offense because of the speed of Ryan Garcia and his delivery uh, that was the story in which I saw Ryan Garcia just shined to me because of how he dictated the pace from the onset and Luke Campbell didn't expect that. Normally, none of us would, right? Normally, you expect the experienced fighter to dictate. And we see the young prospect try to adapt. And how is it that he's going to overcome this adversity and these looks, these obstacles that are being presented to him? This wasn't the case. The young prospect came out, dictated the pace from the beginning. Luke Campbell had to adjust. And he did. For the most part, he did. He was having success. Uh, as the fight goes on, second round, of course, we just mentioned... Luke Campbell ends up catching him with a looping left and uh, hits him right on the chin on the right side of Ryan Garcia. Ryan Garcia gets caught. He immediately bounces on his feet, nodding his head and shaking his head as if, uh, all right, you caught me type of thing and, and, uh, got back to business. And on the third round, come the third round, Ryan Garcia responded. He took control of the fight again. The fourth round, I thought, I thought, Luke Campbell had some success in it, enough success in which I would have given Luke Campbell the fourth round. In the fifth round and the sixth round, I gave those rounds to Luke Campbell as well. As I'm looking and watching the fight, I think Luke Campbell did enough in those two rounds to hold his ground, to attack successfully, and to mitigate the damage that Ryan Garcia was trying to impose on him. And he's trying. Not only was he countering well, he was controlling the spacing and he was landing some good punches on Ryan Garcia. Luke Campbell did very well on those with the exception of the end of the fifth round with seconds left. In the fifth round, Ryan Garcia hit Luke Campbell right on the temple in which you see Luke Campbell stumble, tuck, and then Aim his body towards the ropes. At one point, he turns his his back towards Ryan Garcia, and the referee stepped in, and it's literally within seconds left as the the clock is dwindling down, and, and the round ended, right? Not enough time for Ryan Garcia to have put him away, and it seemed like that ended up persuading the commentators and the, the guest judge. And I don't know if the sideline, the, 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 the judges themselves, the actual judges, if they gave that round to him, if he stole that round because of the last few seconds, because of that ending to the round. Until then, I thought Luke Campbell was doing enough to win that round and to control the round. Same with the sixth. Ryan Garcia came out on a mission sixth round, he knew Luke Campbell was injured. He knew he hurt him and he knew one minute in between rounds was not going to be enough for Luke Campbell to recover. Why leave it to question, right? Ryan Garcia rushed across the ring and starts landing some heavy combinations on Luke Campbell and pushing him against the ropes in which you see Campbell rolling along the ropes uh, towards the middle of the ring. And And Campbell responded again. I mean, he, he stayed composed. He gathers himself fairly well and he gets back in the fight fairly fast. And, and that's something to, to appreciate in the, in the style of fight that Luke Campbell presents. Um, The sixth round, I gave it to Luke Campbell as well. Aside from that first, the the immediate onslaught of Ryan Garcia, his hands are fast. I mean, you can't deny that his hands are fast. Luke Campbell did enough to me in that sixth round to control the round. Other than those flashy moments that Ryan Garcia would have, Luke Campbell was consistently uh, consistently working uh, throughout that round. Similar to the fifth, except for the ending, of course, and similar to the fourth. So I had the fight a little bit different than how they were seeing it. It was a basic landslide for the way that most people were calling it. I I, I didn't have it that way. Come the 7th, Ryan Garcia started stepping it up. We saw the look, a similar look to Luke Campbell just come out somewhat composed, almost like he wants to continue working and um, and throughout the fight, continue working and wearing Ryan Garcia down. And it wasn't the case. Ryan Garcia, through an exchange, ended up uh, landing that left heavy, heavy-handed hook to the ribs um, and just dropped Luke Campbell. It was almost like a delayed, a slightly delayed reaction. Luke Campbell takes a knee and couldn't answer the call. Could not answer the call. Could not get up. Into his own admission, like I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, um, of the episode, Luke Campbell, to his own admission, this is the hardest that he's been hit, and that is saying a lot. Just just the two names, just Lomachenko, just Linares alone, just mentioning those two names, which are some of the biggest names, the two biggest names that Luke Campbell has faced, and the two major title shots that he had to date. Just mentioning those two names and the 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 onslaught that they brought onto him and what he had to face against each of those fighters being dropped in those fights. Um, just that alone means a lot when he says that this is the hardest that he's been hit. That is giving a lot of credit to Ryan Garcia's power and not just his speed. Uh, Ryan Garcia's approach to the fight. And it was, it was refreshing to see. Ryan Garcia does not shy away. He has some work cut out for him, but he's there. I mean, he's near the peak of his talent right now. Who knows what the future holds for him? And everybody says that, and and to boxers, many boxers on admission, they say that usually between 28 and 35, maybe 28 and 32 is when they're reaching their peak and they're at their highest moment in their careers. Ryan Garcia still has a lot of years between now and the time that he reaches his late 20s. ...to reach that peak, so if this isn't his peak, I am excited to see what's in the future for him. He's fighting really well, stands tall, holds his ground. I didn't like the fact that he came out so flat-footed, but his hands made up for it. The speed in his delivery, the angles in which he uses, and the fact that he was somewhat smothering on Luke Campbell. He didn't allow him to even set his own style or his own play. He just basically came out, dictated the pace from the beginning... And it was impressive. It was really impressive to see. Um, Wow, a lot of the celebration was epic, right? He's celebrating with Oscar De La Hoya, celebrating with Canelo Alvarez. Huge victory, almost like his homecoming type of fight. And uh, he's arrived. With this fight, he has arrived. He didn't beat a bum. He didn't beat a crossroads fighter. He didn't beat a journeyman. Luke Campbell is a live dog in this division. And maybe Luke Campbell might drop after this fight, to a gatekeeper type uh fighter i don't i don't see it. It, it I almost want to bite my tongue saying that, but he's been there three times now. This would have been winning this fight would have gotten him as a mandatory to Devin Haney, which would have been his third attempt at a major title shot, and he came up short with another big name to all the haters out there, Ryan Garcia for real. He's real. He's a good fighter. He's a good young fighter in a really good team surrounded by a really good group of trainers and good fighters in that stable. And he's going to learn. He's only going to get better. That drop, the fact that he got dropped, that's going to be itching away at him. And you bet that Eddie Reynoso is going to fix those flaws. And the fact that he likes to hold his hand somewhat low, his right hand somewhat low, since he's more left-hand dominant when he's attacking. um, You know they're going to fix that issue. So it doesn't happen again. Or they try to mitigate that from happening again. Um, He's surrounded by a great team, surrounded by none other than Canelo Alvarez, to mention a few, right? Oscar Valdez. I mean, you name it. He's surrounded by by top-notch talent, great trainers. Eddie Reynoso is an awesome trainer. Look at what he's done for Canelo's career. And uh, and and he's young. He's got so many years. The age factor is in his favor at the moment, to which he... If he's working with this much speed and he's got a good amount of power right now, forget about moving up to 140. Take over the 135 division. You got plenty of big fights in this division. Let the other fighters move out and take over this division. Uh, if Telfimo ends up moving up, if Gervonta ends up moving up, whoever it is. It seems like the fight that that Ryan Garcia is calling out right now is Gervonta Davis. He really wants that fight. Uh Devin Haney was there in attendance, and he ended up saying, sure, if I can't sign the, the Tank Davis fight, then Devin Haney is what we want. And and Devin, so that would be an awesome fight, right? Obviously, that's the right fight to make, being that this was the uh, the uh, elimination-type fight for the main contender, for the number one contender to to Devin Haney's title. So that would be the sensical fight to make, uh, but obviously money talks, and we may very well see Ryan Garcia and Tank Davis. Uh, I think it would be too soon for Ryan Garcia to take on Tank Davis. I would love to see him against Devin Haney. I think Devin Haney, as fast as he is, I'm almost tempted to give the nod to Ryan Garcia's speed, uh, being a notch above Devin Haney. Um, I would love to see that fight. I think Ryan Garcia, Devin Haney is the right fight to make. I think money-wise, Ryan Garcia, Tank, would be the fight to make if it's about promotion and money. Uh, they're going to take it that way. What, what I, Why I'm hesitant about that fight is because I think Tank is a little bit more experienced than Ryan Garcia at this level of fighting. And I think a loss to Ryan Garcia would be a huge detriment to his career, especially if he loses by knockout or if he gets stopped the way that Santa Cruz just got stopped by Trevante Davis a few months back. That would be a huge detriment to Ryan Garcia's career. Um, as far as can he, can he hold his own against Javante? I'm, I'm sure he can. He looks every bit good right now as, as any other lightweight that, that, that's out there at the moment. I think his showing with Devin Haney, even if the fight becomes contentions and very tense, it, even if it gets to a decision and there's no big flashy knockout or knockdowns, I think Ryan Garcia would actually itch out, a... Uh, uh, edge out a, a decision against Devin Haney, take over the WBC title, adding an additional tool to his tool belt, an additional look, an additional, uh, being exposed to an additional look and an additional, uh, opponent in, to which he could apply even more experience come the Tank Davis fight. But if money's talking, the Tank Davis fight may very well be the next one made. If, uh, if he's smart and De La Jolla and Canelo are able to talk sense to him, I would say take on Devin Haney. Devin Haney's no pushover. Devin Haney is a star in the making. I obviously people are criticizing and including myself. I wasn't too impressed with his recent showing against Yuri Yorki's Gamboa, who's already slightly past his prime, if not quite past his prime, but Devin Haney should have put an end to him and he didn't. And that seems to be the, uh, the critique there, similar to what Del took against, uh, against Nakatani, right? Where, where he, sh- he didn't look that great, but look at what he just did to Felix Verdejo. That's another candidate that should have been up there with, uh, with the fight of the years for candidates for 2020. So wow, sky's the limit for him. I had no idea it was going to go this way. It was crazy to me to even think when I saw him go down in the second round, Ryan Garcia, that is, I thought, here he is. This is it. If he was going to be exposed, here it is. Right hands too low, inexperience. Here comes the work dog. He's about to start taking over this fight. And it wasn't the case. It it wasn't the case. Ryan Garcia proved all the haters wrong, proved all the critics wrong, all the doubters, including myself. Uh, I was going more for the experience, and he proved everybody wrong. He's here. He has cemented. He has set his foot on the lightweight division as a who's who, and welcoming all comers. Ryan Garcia has arrived to the big times. So keep your eye open for this young champ. King Rye is on the rise. And what an awesome fight, what an awesome showing, and an awesome way to kick off 2021, two days into the year, and we already had this great fight. Aside from having great showings from the Twins, right? One Twin loses, the other Twin defends his title, and Felix and Hernan Alvarado, and, um, and Fran Sean Cruz de Zern. Keep your eye out for French Cruz de Zern because she's gonna make some noise. I'm gonna cover. I'm gonna talk a little more and go a little more in depth about her uh, in a future episode and one of the upcoming episodes. So keep your eye out for that. Um, she's someone to to keep an eye out for as she's gonna make big waves in the uh, in the sport of boxing of women's boxing, of course. And uh, and she's got a storyline. So I got an episode coming up on on French Jean Cruz's earn, but she came out victorious as well on Saturday. So good showing, uh, great card through and through. And Ryan Garcia, listen, he's here. He is a force to be reckoned with. And I am excited to see what twenty twenty one holds for the lightweight division and who we're gonna see Ryan Garcia in the ring against next. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in to the Tomatolito show and happy 2021. We're a few days into 2021 and so far, so good in the fight game. And this first month, this initial month is already going to be action packed. Uh, whether it's UFC related, Bellator hasn't related hasn't released their schedule yet. But as far as MMA goes and UFC, they got a stacked month already as far as boxing goes, just starting on the 16th, we got a huge fight coming up and that's going to be one of the upcoming episodes that I'll be covering as well. So ring magazine title implications on the 16th, coming up on the 16th. So I'll I'll cover that on a future episode. Thank you guys for tuning into the Tomatolito show. Welcome to 2021. And I wish each and every one of you Every bit of success that this world and this life has to offer. And I will take the journey alongside you, alongside, um, you as the listeners. And, uh, and I hope that this year means big things for, for all of us. So take care of yourselves. Talk to you all soon. Have a good night.